Let me explain something to you. I am a vintage, mass-marketed children's toy from the 80s. Standing right in front of you, holding a very sharp scalpel. No, you're not. Yes, I am. The ear of my brother, the hand of a friend, and I just can't put them back together again. Pick up the bows and set them on fire. Follow the smoke, going higher and higher. Pick up the bows and wish them Alright, it's time to wrap things up with our Child's Play Spotlight. This is Cult of Chucky. You're listening to a subsidiary of the Skeleton Crew, Bare Bones Releases. This is show number 20. You probably missed it, but the Skeleton Crew covered the Cult of Chucky on October 13th, 2017. And this was a much, much more in-depth review than what I released earlier this week with the curse of chucky uh this time around we actually had notes <laughs> we remembered things uh things weren't vague they weren't watched just to watch them. they were actually watched for review purposes so um i think you'll be much happier with this uh skeleton crew flashback and then after that i will wrap it up with today's updated view of Cult of Chucky 2017. Chucky returns to terrorize his human victim, Nika. Meanwhile, the killer doll has some scores to settle with his old enemies, with help of his former wife. So, this movie has uh, a lot of returns. We got Alex Vincent, that little kid from part one, two, and that's it. I was going to say three, but they actually had someone else do three. Brad Dorf is back as the voice of Chucky. Fiona Dorf, his daughter, <clears throat> which makes sense because... You know what? I kind of missed I missed this uh, whole thing. I don't remember uh, Curse of Chucky well at all. I do remember liking it a lot. A lot. Dude, I, I, I thought it was definitely pumping new life into the franchise, but yeah, I got to be honest with you. It brought it back, I, remember? It brought it back, exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember, though, uh, to, to be perfectly honest with okay. you. Okay, me neither do I. And I, I'm mad because I watched the first five Chuckies, a, a finishing seed of Chucky. I was supposed to watch Curse last night, and I just couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't get myself to sit there and watch because I recall not liking it. Oh, man, I loved Curse. I, I know. It. I know, but I, I didn't because it, it was all blue to me and it was all this wheelchair. Well, and it, was it was very one, dark. Yeah, and it was all one house. And I'm not a fan of, in, like, we just reviewed a movie. Wheelchair have to do with anything. Because that's all I remember is wheelchairs, one house, blue, and a dinner scene. That's all I remember about the whole movie. And I know that all the kills got pinned on her, obviously. But um, <clears throat> I don't remember anything else really so i just don't think i like it but i will watch it again i definitely did like her character here more i do know that much uh so meg tilly's in this again 
the girl from part two, Christina Lee, is in, her name is Kyle. She's in this. A lot of people are saying, "Wow, that's weird." She was doing promotion for this movie, but she wasn't in it. Well, that's because you watched. Emily Valentine was in this movie. Yeah. End credit scene. Where? Oh. Anyone who watched it on Netflix didn't see her because they cut that out. If you have the unrated Blu-ray, she's at the end after the credits are done. Uh, she comes in the house. The fucking mut- the mutilated Chucky head. Yeah, she goes in there and then keeps burning him. She said like Andy sent me or something, and she's like fifty-two years old by the way too. So it's kind of weird because mm. she was like some cool hip teenager. That's what she always like her her image projected, and now she's like fucking fifty-two years old. Was she seriously that much older than us when she was in Nano Two and O and just playing a teenager? But she was like in her late twenties. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Because 1990, wasn't that like 30 years ago? She was born in 65. Wow, okay. Yeah. So yeah, she's 52. Yeah. So, can you imagine that? So that's really crazy to think about that. It just shows us how fast our life is going to end. <laughs> so, um, out of the out of the movies, a lot of people think, you know, part three is where it first took a dip. A lot of people think part two is the best one. Uh, they think five is, um, which is the cur- uh, the seat of Chucky, is like more satire on Hollywood and, instead of like a straight horror movie and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people think Curse is the second best one. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of like part two is the best, then one, then Curse and stuff like that. So it's interesting. Um, in this movie, they say that they used a lot of real effects and not much CGI, but I don't know. Is it just me, or do you both think... And by the way, at this point, all the Child's Play movies are straight-to-video releases and uh, stuff like that. After Seed, which I did see in the theater, they no longer are ever probably going to release another Child's Play movie in the theater. So, the last two have been straight-to-video. Now, do, is it just me, or both these last two movies, do they not... Does Chucky not look completely different? And I accredit that to the CGI Chucky as opposed to having a real doll? I think so. But they're saying they are real. <clears throat> well, then, I just assumed that, like, they they used a, a puppet and then just CGI enhanced it. Right. I don't know. But his face, to me, looks very different. Totally different. He does not look like Chucky. In either of these movies, he looks he looks kind of like a, a feminine Chucky in a weird way. Hmm. He almost looks like a, a, a girlish... I assume there was a lot of CGI, so if not, then good on them, but it just, it feels like it. Yeah. I guess we could talk about one aspect of the movie. Uh, this Andy Barkley, or Barclay, I don't know how you say it, but coming back, were you guys let down at his involvement in the movie? Because it seemed like he was going to be a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah, then he, he virtually had not much of anything to do, and they kept peppering him sort of throughout, and then... The biggest letdown is the anticlimactic confrontation of him and Chucky. Right. And I, I am glad that they brought him back, but I think that they kind of played that card a little too soon in the last one. Because remember, the last one had that end credit scene where Chucky sends himself to... Oh, no, he gets Chucky sent to him. I, I forget how it goes Chucky down. Chucky go, goes to him, and Meg Tilly has a Chucky, which means that... Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer, yeah. Which means that this whole cult thing started at the end of part uh, six or whatever. 
Yeah, and and I like that aspect of it. Um, I think it's something new. And here's the thing, though, with uh, you mentioned uh, what's his name, Don Mancini, correct? That's the director's name. Yeah, he and he has written all of them. He's done all of them, right? Right, one guy. That's never happened before. No franchise has ever been completely helmed by one guy. Okay, here's the thing. Regardless of how you feel about this series as a whole, you can't deny that he's tried to do something pretty different with each one. Every one, yeah. Especially lately. Like, um, Bride and Seed, I hate. I do not like those movies. I just, I, when I think Chucky, I just think they're way too, like you said, like commentary and just too satire type of shit. There's a lot of things I don't like about those, just the tone they took. But then when they when they did um, uh, Curse of Chucky and now with this one, I got to tell you, man, this one just, they fucking nailed it for me. Like, I thought it was so much fun. And I know what you're saying about the look thing, by the way. Didn't really bother me. No, it don't bother me. I just go with it. But it, I wish he looked like he did in 2 and stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Well, hey, I mean, they, they abandoned... I'm glad he's not all stitched up and... Stitched up, up, right. And... Yeah, he's fresh again, yeah. I like the way... I like the fact that he looks like, you know, fresh out of the right. box, good guy. Exactly. Because yeah. Frank and Chucky was just hard to look at. It's cool. I do... You know, I was toying with the idea of buying a Chucky doll, and I wonder—I definitely want a normal one. I, and then for a second, I wondered, well, do I want the stitched face one? You have one. You have one? Yeah. Stitched face or regular? No, regular. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, where do you buy those? Because I looked for them, and I don't see them anywhere. Uh, Brian had it uh, before I moved up here, and he actually um, he got it for a review from... And I'll have... So, I'm sure he'll know what company put it out. Well, if anybody wants to give me a going away present for a skeleton crew, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you where my address is if you want to get me a Chucky doll. Okay. I'm a good guy doll. Yeah. I'm, I'm a good guy, so I deserve a good guy. <laughs> you know, we just talked about being in one enclosed space, and the thing I didn't like about Curse is that it was all in the one goddamn house. Or that's how my memory works. That's what I think it is. So this movie, I, I sort of was like, Ugh, oh, no. The whole thing's going to be in this insane asylum. But they actually do pepper uh, other sceneries enough for me so I don't feel claustrophobic in this movie. Um, you know, you get to all these a, a couple different sceneries and stuff like that. So I didn't really feel claustrophobic and it was done well scenery-wise. Can I say something? I don't like fucking movies in insane asylums. They're just not fun movies at all like it's it's always a downer you know what i mean even the bit in freddy vs jason where they had the people <laughs> that were crazy really fucking crazy like right. i just I, I felt like this more than anything though showed that even crazy people have some normalcy to their lives like and we'll get into all the side characters and shit like that but to me it's like it doesn't even matter all these people are gonna die anyways but um Generally, insane asylum movies are not that fun to watch. So you don't like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Fred, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, you don't like the one part in Disturbing Behavior, you don't like the one part in Freddy vs. Jason, you don't like... Well, let's back up. Freddy vs. Jason, no, like I said, everybody was just a little too crazy walking around the way. He's like, go get the Jenga, we'll play that. But um, no, it's just, it's one of those things where... 
I know that it's just my particular taste, right? I just find that in general, like in that scene in Disturbing Behavior, we talked about that scene. That scene is ridiculous. It's just so stupid. So it's one of those things where I just don't enjoy it, generally speaking. But uh, with this movie, though, uh, much like the other movie that we reviewed, Gerald's Game, it, it, it paced itself very well and it got out of that insane asylum just enough to where you didn't feel stuck in it the whole time. Right, you do. It's, it was really well done that way. I, I didn't feel, yeah, like I said, claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so how do you guys feel about this new character that's been thrust upon us? This Nika. I must not have liked her much in Curse of Chucky, but I, I really do now like her. I do feel she has the one look about her a little too much. She has that... Okay, so the look on her face when she goes into the room... And the old lady is dead, and on the floor it says, Chucky did it or something like that? Or yeah, I forget what it said, yeah. In, in blood on the floor, which I thought was cool. She has that look where she, the way she's looking over at it, she does that face a lot. That uh, cr- crinkled brow yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right. a lot. And she has these really dark rings around her eyes, like a, like a wet old dog. She looks just like her dad. Just like him. Right, yeah. And so that's a little weird, but so I can imagine a rewatch, that face would like wear on me, but it was okay for this one time I saw it. Uh, I don't regret buying the Blu-ray. Uh, I'm glad I supported it, especially since the guy's so passionate. He keeps making these. Well, and that's what I want to say about this these movies, too. That's exactly what it is, too. Like like he said, like about Gerald's Game when we were talking, like we could appreciate this because we see how much work and, and love is put into it. Um, with these, dude, I was never really that into it until the last one. And, and with this one, I'm like, okay, let's see where they go from there. And um, like I said, never been interested in this series. But now, like what are we, seven films in now? Um, yeah, the seventh. Seventh fucking film in, and I'm like kind of pumped for the next one, like to see what they do. I think that they, they've already kind of pushed it as far as they could maybe go without really going, like <laughs> bringing it back again to like just oh, really yeah, yeah, simplistic yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. But like, I just, I feel like they really nailed it with this. I feel like they blew that whole wad, but at the same time, like it was worth it. It was good. It was fun. I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. If you like Thelma and Louise, you'll like the next movie. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's going to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, really. Are we getting into spoilers yet? Yeah, I mean, um, it's already on Netflix, so I doubt anyone hasn't seen it. So, yeah, I mean... I got a comment, though, on what you guys just said, too, about the daughter there. Holy shit, is she fucking channeling Brad Dorff in that fucking end scene. And it's magnificent. Like, you you watched her, and you just imagine his face on there. She looks so much like him, and she kind of sounds like him, and the the facial expressions. I mean, she fucking nailed it. And, I mean, I got to assume that's somewhat easy for her. Chucky's probably been in her life, her whole life, right? You would think. Yeah. Let's talk about that aspect. Now, this is called the cult of Chucky. The reason is because a cult consists of more than one person, obviously, and you would think, well, it's either going to be people worshipping this doll, or what they did is... Maybe, I don't know if it could have been called cult. It might have been able to be called something else, but it's basically... He even says, I mean, they, they, they take it so not seriously right. that he even says 
I read a new spell in Voodoo for Dummies. Right. And I'm able to now take... Now, this is what I don't get. Take either his spirit... I forgot the quote, but um, maybe it just says myself. But he either takes his spirit or his consciousness, and now he could spread it out to multiple bodies. So my question is... Do they all are they all independent to the point where no one knows what each other has done? Are they all gonna develop differently since you start with whatever you got once you got in that body and now your experiences are completely different from all the other Chuckies? So can he become can one of them turn good because someone swayed him, the other one stays bad because he just is, the other one does this, that, the other thing? Can one kill someone he doesn't want killed because he's not thinking the same way he is after a few experiences like how independently does it all work is it all is there a central chucky that sort of controls everything like i don't know don't know if it'll matter due to our last discussion on frankenstein and and consciousness and and body transfers and brain transfers i've i've given up on this conversation i just don't know Neiman, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting the wolfman's brain <laughs> yeah dude i and that's a, that's a good question good something to think about i would say that it's pretty singular like uh chucky yeah that's kind of tough but yeah i don't think they've thought that far past right. that yeah. Well, they have the t- when the three of them are together, like they have the the one with the fucked up hair. You know, they're they're like, let him have oh, a shot. Yes. You know, he wants to let you know, let him do it. So they're having this conversation with each other, and then the, he's like, yeah. And so it seems to be like they all have their own specific consciousness. Yeah. Well, yeah. But does it ever? I, it's just a weird concept to wrap your head around. Oh, it is. It is, yeah. You know. But yeah, what a scene. Oh, my God. One Chucky has one arm, one has short hair, and one is re- relatively normal with melted fingers or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, man. Uh, that was just such a great scene for a Chucky fan. Yeah, everyone, I got to say, everybody's performance is top-notch in this movie. I mean, think, think of what we're doing here and how everybody played it all so well. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that Brad Dourif continues to embrace this role when he's like a fucking he's an amazing actor, you know, and he has continued with this role, has never backed away from it and always seems when you hear him talk, he seems to be in it. You know, it doesn't seem phoned in or anything. And this is a guy who has done some incredible films. He's a real honest to goodness fucking amazing actor and he's like you know yeah you know i'll do that again he's done lord of the rings dune one flew over the mississippi burning he did when he was young and nailed oh my god that was an amazing role i still think one of his best performances is halloween too oh yeah absolutely when he sees his daughter exorcist three is insane he is so good he was so good he's the serial killer he is so good I forgot it was him oh wow and you know what I even love him as the rat catcher in Graveyard Shift ah yep yep. he actually makes me cry at one point when he's talking about Nam and Am I just I mean he's so good but yeah he he continues to embrace this role and it's amazing you know and then he comes out with lines like when he's talking to the old lady my favorite line in the whole movie is he's like you know 
lady, I'm a doll from the, I'm a kid's toy from the 80s, you know. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm the He's 80s. like, can you see me? And he's like, are you fucking with me? You know, <laughs> You're I, talking to a doll and I'm supposed to be impressed by you? I, I love that shit, you know. Are you fucking Jamie, with me? My, I'll be my right back. The line was, uh, they canceled Hannibal. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, because Don Mancini is a writer in Hannibal. That was that Oh, was is great. he? Yeah, that's why. Oh, yeah, that was a nod to himself. Yeah, he, oh, wow. he's involved with Hannibal. So, uh, And Brad Dorf is 67, and he's still this passionate about. So, like, Chucky is 67 years old, that guy. Because he was Charles Lee Ray. But I guess you could say that... Well, he's been playing this role for 30 fucking years. Yeah, once you die, you don't age anymore. So it ain't like Michael Myers running around. Because when he runs around, it'll be, you know, what was it? like 63 he was born or something yeah. well that's a that's a good point too unlike any of the other people that have inhabited these iconic characters he doesn't have to do any running around his is all fucking ADR and shit he don't even go on set dude like he just does it all from a booth you can do that till the fucking day you die if your voice is you know still mm-hmm. the same yeah I mean he could just sit in front of a mic his whole life I mean even when he's 80 I don't know if he'll still have that that enthusiasm. They could pull laughs from other movies, I'm sure. And just I think when Brad Dorf talks normally, you can still hear a lot of Chucky in there, like a lot. Oh yeah. Like yeah, he doesn't have to like ham it up that much. They're one and the same to me now. And by the way, I do think that they nailed the character of Chucky in this one too. Not too hamming it up, you know what I mean? Like you got those Freddy Krueger type lines and all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought that, like Jamie said too, those lines were so fucking funny, dude. That I was like, oh wow, they're really knocking it out of the park with all the the lines that they're giving yeah, this guy. I was actually laughing out loud. Yeah, like I laughed. Good. But it was, but it was funny. But it wasn't going over the top like Seed, you know. Right. Which, which I felt like that was just it was they had embraced the silliness too much, right? And this one, he seems grounded. He's brutal because it's it's brutal as fuck. Yet he's still funny. Like I mean, th- okay, think about this just for one minute. And the, the reason I I keep nailing this one scene is because. I, I've actually thought about this a lot since I saw the film. When he's talking to the old woman and like he's having a conversation with this old woman, he called her, he talked to her on the phone. and He called like, her a life support system for a cunt or something? Yeah. <laughs> he's bringing that up. He's like, hey, don't you remember? I talked to you on the phone, you know? He's like, yeah. are you fucking with me? Like he's being very funny with her. Right. And then he goes back and fucking kills her. <laughs> well, he said, uh, he said, you're next, you fucking right, yeah. annoying <laughs> dick. And which was a very funny line, but then was that with how she was found later on, which is very dark. Right. It's, it's kind of horrifying. It is. It is creepy, for sure. I it mean, that he can have that conversation with her and be that lighthearted and then... And still kill fucking killer. It yeah. means nothing. Well, if you if you really focus on any of what he's saying in Bride and in Curse of Chucky, you'll see that this is all just a nonsensical joke to him. Like, there's one point when the kid in Son of Ch- uh, Seed of Chucky says, why do you kill? And he goes, uh, I don't know, it's really just sort of a hobby. It kind of relaxes me. You know, like, he's really nonchalant. It means nothing at all. There's no right. sentimentality. There's no regret. There's no remorse. There's no this is a big deal. Um, it's more of just a goof than anything, and people are just walking cattle to him. You know, I mean, 
the only ones that aren't are the ones that are like kind of significant. Like for example, him not killing Andy Barkley and just locking him in that thing. He's doing that because he he kind of enjoys the chase after a while, you know, the, and the history between the two. He doesn't want to kill Andy. It's like killing Michael killing Loomis. He he kind of likes the. It kind of adds something to his life, some historical value. So. Yeah. I mean, it just, I think with this one, they they made it more menacing, um, scarier, even because, even okay, say, take Seed, for instance, when you were talking about how he's just very nonchalant about the whole thing. And he's like, ah, just do you. The whole thing is a joke. Like the whole, all the killings are just like really over the top and really just, just, I don't know, just yeah. we as an audience are like in on the joke with him, you know, and we're waiting just to watch him kill these people. Right. And this time it seemed different uh, to me. It, uh, scarier. It was more brutal. It was, I don't know, real, uh, it, yeah. not real but I, I can't, I can't make it words. But. No, you can. Here, just compare it. Say, okay, look at Bride of Chucky when they were in that van and he was going to stab John Ritter. And then uh, Tiffany's like, oh, come on, that's so 80s. Give me a break. She goes, you're really going to do that? And he's like, huh? She's like, that's so uh, played out. So that was a comp, that was like a, a meta type thing going on. So then they put nails or something near the airbag and then the, he hits that and all they shoot out into John Ritter's face and he looks like Pinhead. And then she congratulates him on the creativity. And then he says, that looks so familiar. Like, think yeah. of the difference of that compared to this, you know? <laughs> like, right. You could just point it out by just citing his old kills and the old movies and the tones they had. Right. I know exactly what you're saying. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> what about Andy there? Did you guys think that his uh, bad acting was, for one, bad and two, distracting? It is bad. Oh, yeah. I sh- oh, sorry. I should have said he's not good. I said everybody was doing great. No, he didn't. Um, <laughs> I think he's way better than he was in the first one. Right. <laughs> right. No, I was going to say that, too. Yeah, but he's not exactly a working actor, is he? he? No, he's not. And he's very a flat actor and he's very one note. He didn't have any range at all. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just feels like, well, I'm on a mission and I have one thing in mind and I'm not really going to be distracted. Or think of anything else? See, I thought that he was brought in for the final showdown, right? And then, like you said, it went out with a whimper. So the only thing I can say to that, which some people look at look at as a cop-out, but I don't know, maybe they're saving it for the next one? Who knows? Like, I don't know. But like, I was expecting an epic fucking Andy-Chucky showdown. And I feel like in that aspect, they dropped the ball on this one. I still like what they gave us, but I just thought that that's where they were going. And the potential for that is great, man. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I like the uh, the the uh, the academy thing when he fucking took off the thing off the wall, and and that's where the Chucky head was. It was the uh, military yeah. academy, I believe. So, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I love that. By the way, I feel like Mancini thinks or it feels that if he were to do that, then that is that is the end. The end, right? Yeah. What do you, you know? go there? Uh, you, I mean, that just you can't uh, like once that happens, there you can't go anywhere right. else with it. You know, go walk him in the cage for the next one or. Yeah. I don't know. He's only been in 10 movies, just so you know. He's not a working actor. And he was actually asked about what makes you keep embracing the role. They asked him and Christina Lee, and he said, well, I'm not really a working actor. It ain't like I have many choices here. 
and I'm not typecast. He goes, nobody thinks of me as anything. <laughs> you know, so that's why he's doing it. He still loves it, and it's a job. It's something to do on the weekend and get paid, I guess. He he doesn't even think of it the way a normal actor would. But now, with this whole thing, like you mentioned, the Chucky again, clearly he has the original Chucky because it still has that face damage that Jamie doesn't like. So that Chucky seems to be the central one, while the others are recreations of it. Chucky must have done this at uh, some point before we saw Curse or at the end. I kind of forgot how it ended, but if he got Chucky... And then Meg, uh, Jennifer Tilly had a Chucky. Right. You know, this obviously happened. Now, how come nobody said anything about it then? Uh, yeah, right. I don't think they had the script ready yet. <laughs> they, they didn't factor it into that other one. No, yet. I mean, like like fans. How come they didn't say why there are two? Unless I'm wrong. Wasn't there – didn't she have Chucky too at the end of that movie? Well, we see – well, we see her – with with him, and then Andy gets him. So you were just under the assumption that she sent it to Andy. I mean, you know. Oh. Well, actually, no. You actually see her oh. in the post office or something. Like, I can't remember if it's post office or in, or in, I think it's post office. But you actually see her mailing it. mailing it to him. Yep. People seem to hate Jennifer Tilly. I don't have a problem with her. Uh, what do you guys think? I don't. I like that she's. In I've this. always liked her. I don't. You know. Yeah. I don't hate her. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. I don't think she's in a lot of shit that I that I've seen. So I think she's synonymous with this series now for sure. And well, now, seeing her yeah. in this movie was cool. Like I'm she glad they brought her back. Liar, liar, and bound. Yeah. Like in the '90s, she was doing a lot of stuff. Right. I, I love uh, her character of Tiffany. I even like looking at the doll. I like the face expressions that she gives when Chucky says off-colored things. Like, I like everything about Tiffany, honestly. I, I'm glad you said that because, guys, this is a big question I wanted to ask you, too, about the ending. And this is what really makes it dark. If I picked up on this correctly. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, though. When they said that they took what? Was it her little sister? Uh no, uh the the chick in the wheelchair, who was the little girl in her in the niece? Other one? Her niece, uh, yes, that they were referring to at the end. That they killed in curse, right? Is that are you supposed to believe though that they put the soul of that little girl in the Tiffany doll or no? Well, that would that would actually make sense because I was trying to figure out how the fuck, right? We're looking at her and she's that the doll is clearly. Well, they did the cult thing, I thought, with her. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't know, Dan. I didn't re- they talk. Well, they talk about the little girl, and then they pan down to the doll, and the doll's laughing, too. I thought they were saying she's annoying or something. Didn't they say something negative about her? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're, I just, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, so I probably am. But if there's any evidence to support that, let me know. But I always, for some reason, I'm like, wow, if they did that, that's really dark. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know, though. You I'm guessing right. it's like the cult thing, I guess. But well, then, like, I, or, the weird not. thing is that Jennifer Tilly in, in this series is sometimes she's Tiffany, sometimes she's Jennifer Tilly. Right. Right. So, she even says something about her other alter ego in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they make – they nod to it and stuff, kind of like Roseanne used to do with the two – Sarah the – Yeah. Yeah. The two uh, – 
Like, wow, you look totally different. Right, yeah, Darlene, not Darlene, the other, Becky, the two Beckys. Yeah, that was weird. And then the real Becky came back for, like, the last season or something like that. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's weird. And sometimes it's hard for me to keep track of who she's supposed to be and when. And I've actually seen a, an interview with her recently, and she said the same thing. Like, it's hard for her to keep <laughs> track of who she's supposed to be and when. So I guess I don't feel bad then. Yeah. Did you like that line that Chucky... And I don't know if he recognized it from Dracula in 1931, where Nika says something about just kill me already. And he goes, oh, no, there are far worse things than death. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick up on that, but that's awesome. That's Dracula. But see, that's that's one of those lines, though, that that I thought supported that child theory for me. Like one of those other things. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. And that was you see that, like, I don't know. There was it that way. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I gotta watch Curse again to find out exactly who this wheelchair girl is in relation to all these people, because I'm sure that would benefit us a lot in this review. But I think we're doing fine without that knowledge. But I, I definitely think I wish I knew why she has anything, to, why he's just not killing her and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess the only climax that Andy even has. Is when he kills the one Chuck. I, I guess he did get that one Chucky kill, I guess. But he kept shooting his body, and it was just really annoying because you're like, dude, that's not going to kill him. Right. And he just kept shooting his body, and then eventually gave him the one bullet to the head. So I guess that was something. But it just wasn't done again in a big. <laughs> just, just like the next movie we're going to review. Like the big kill at the end of that, it just wasn't very grand to me here right. either. Uh, and then he gets locked in, so we get like a a, t- a hint of this might have been big, epic. Yeah, but it's not. Even he could have tore that that Chucky doll up a little more than than uh, just I shooting him. Yeah. Right, it could have been cooler. The whole fight. That's what I mean. That whole payoff with Andy just wasn't quite. It was, dude. There was a lot of setup for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and there was right. also there was also a lot of planning. It seemed on Andy's part. But then when he got to the thing and like, you know, ran into a car, right. he yeah. gave that look like, oh, I didn't see this coming at all. Like, what do you mean, bro? Um, well, then I'm committing myself. Oh, get out of here, you asshole. Then he punches him. Oh, you punch a guard and then you're committed to a mental institution? Never. That's where I call bullshit in this movie, too. That would never happen. You're going to fucking county or you're going to jail, dude. A county jail, right. right. Like, this is the stupidest thing I ever saw. Like, why couldn't they just give him something semi-intelligent, like, break into the place? Right. Like, th- like this is the dumbest thing. Who punches a guard and gets locked up in a padded room? And then what good? What good are you doing anyway? When you get yourself locked up, it's it's right. You're you basically just fucked up your own plan. Yeah. Oh, I'll be in there with everybody. Well, how do you know what wing they're in? How do you know anything? You know what you do before you go in. You get all the blueprints tattooed on your body. <laughs> exactly. It's just so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that was that was pretty dumb. I guess a lot of guys will be happy with like the potential lesbian. Uh, experiences here because now Nika is making out with with Jennifer Tilly. That's hot. And then if you get the Tiffany doll involved, it's a whole thing. <laughs> That's a whole other fucking it's thing. Like a yeah. two and a half some. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, like we said, part you know, A is leaning towards a Thelma and Louise kind of movie. So that should be cool because 
it's another place that this guy keeps bringing us. Unlike the Friday the 13th. By the way, guys, today's Friday the 13th. Yeah. Unlike the Friday the 13th movies, which just repeat the same formula over and over and over, um, which we like, this franchise does something different each time um, beyond... I guess part two was semi-similar to part one to some degree, except that part one's an origin story, so it has to be different. Mm -hmm. But um, two was the most similar, and the most we'll ever feel like we're getting the same movie over and over, I guess. Right, and then from there, and plus it was better than part one, so that's cool. Did you guys uh, watch any of the Chucky's leading into this? No, no, I didn't. It actually hasn't been that long since I've seen the first one, and I didn't watch any of the other ones. Okay, because I got into the Chucky mode. I bought the box set. Uh, when the news of this movie was coming out, the Blu-ray box set. So I blasted through, like I said, the first five. And it's weird because there's even sort of a hint of this whole more than one Chucky thing in part three. Because mm. if you guys remember, uh, he, Christina Lee and, and Andy do a job in the factory on Chucky. Remember, he was like a mess, a melted, disgusting mm-hmm. mess. So... And part three, the way they said he came back to life is when they were cleaning him up, his blood dripped into this big batch of peach uh, rubber plastic, you know, mixing as it's hot. So what they're implying is that Chucky was created from that plastic that the blood uh, bonded with. And that's how he was just able to be who he was in the in the army one, you know. So I'm thinking like only... Like, that wasn't spread out amongst more dolls. So, if you ever want to think of the idea that there could be more than one Chucky because of any reason, it it could have said, you could have said it started there. Right. What are the odds of all those good guy dolls being named Chucky? Yeah, right. I mean, all the ones that they found. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Yeah, created from him. Yeah, they were all Chucky somehow. (laughs) But even if they weren't, I guess he just would have said that in the beginning and then started talking for himself, but. Mm. Yeah, so I got into Chucky mode, and I gotta say, I think I said this one other time when I got into that mode, too, that they're not really that bad, and I actually enjoy Bride of Chucky, and I remember hating it at some point in my life, and I liked it this time around, and I've always liked Seed of Chucky. I don't, uh, I'm not bothered by anything that everybody seems to dislike. I don't care. Alex, when I watch that movie, I it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't watch. It's just to me, it's just not my type of like comedy, and it's a little too much comedy in my horror. And I'm just like, yeah, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like for people that are, are kind of into that or whatever, like I don't mm. fault them for it, but just me personally, I fucking skip over that one. It's just too close. I just don't like it. I think it's so dark. There are so many uh, things it deals with that are very dark. And a lot of them are all about the kid who I thought is great. Like, just the look in his eyes, the feelings he conveys through the movements of the puppeteer or whoever's doing it, uh, either CGI or whatever. Like, his battle between whether or not he's even a male or female. He has, like, a Norman Bates moment where he kills and you think it's Tiffany and he turn around and it's him in a dress and wig. And then he says he's Glenda instead of Glenn. And then him even turning to be a killer uh, and he's, like... Like, there's so many dark elements to just his whole character and everything 
surrounding it and just like even when he doesn't like what's happening and to see the horrors and you can see how it affects kids like you, and that just shows you that whatever environment you grow up in definitely can fuck you up and change who you are and things like that which attributes to a lot of how I'm fucked up the way I grew up is was not really ideal so like I could relate to that a lot and uh, it, it, I guess I just have a different like connection in the viewpoints of a kid in a, in a, in a life that he did not that he wishes he would just not be a part of, I guess. So, I don't know. I guess I see it differently than a lot of people, and that's good for all of you. Well, I don't know why most people don't connect with this franchise, like, like more like you do or whatever. I just, I can speak for me personally, you know what I mean? And for me, it's always been like this. There's so many horror movie franchises and so many different movies, not even franchises, just other horror movies to get into that the Chucky movies, while good, like you said, they're not bad. Right, but you, why bother with that when you have other stuff that's better, you think? Yeah, right? man, To especially now, dude, like to go back and, and check those out, like I'm sure that, that they have their merits. It's just, I don't know, man, like just on the whole totem pole, it's kind of down there. It's like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm interested in the new ones, yes, but I've seen all the other ones. I, I personally love the third one. Like, I, I Yeah, the, the Army one's cool. The army one's great, dude, and it's like you said. It's not that they're bad. It's just my personal taste. I've never like been head over heels for these movies, you know. Uh, if I were to 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 like them, uh, to like them the most, it'd be the last couple. It would be it would be right. Curse and Cults, like it, it, which really surprises me. Like that's not like play, you know what I mean? It's not like oh, like you don't hear that a lot from franchises either, where it's like, yeah, they've been stagnant for a while, and then all of a sudden they breathe new life into it. And then after that, they have another sequel that kind of builds off of that. It's kind of cool, man. You know, you get different generations yeah. of people that that always check these movies out, and, and that's always good, you know, because I, I want everybody to see all of these and, and judge them and see if they kind of think the same way we do, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not into them either. I definitely dismiss them, and I never think of Chucky, and I only get into it during mode of whenever the new movies are coming out. So this is a franchise that really benefits from continuing on, because otherwise there's almost no reason to think about them or care or whatever. Um, But when I do, I enjoy it. So I'm glad that that happens. And I'll also say this too, that... What they're doing with these last couple with, okay, bringing in Brad Dorf's daughter, bringing back Brad Dorf, which is huge, dude. I think that we would all feel at least a little differently if he wasn't involved. And the fact that, oh, that yeah. Mancini's back, they got Andy back, they got the other chick back. Like, I feel like it's – those are like – that's like their trick, right, to get you in and shit like they that. They brought Kyle back. I would like to see all of these people in one shot together. That would be nice. And that's but see that's the whole thing though that I was saying earlier it's like where do you go from here I think that you can build off of this idea and then have that that moment those moments rather where it's like Andy versus Chucky again and you can put all these people and give them epic scenes and shit like that I think that you can squeeze one more movie out that way but I also feel like you have to bring something even different to it now um, to kind of top this one, you know, because like, like I said, I feel like they blew their wad in terms of like having all the characters from all the films in this movie. That's exciting for a horror fan. That's somebody who knows what the fans want and who's giving it to them. But how long can you play that card? That's what I worry about from from here on out. Can they do that again? Or will they even just try and do the same thing again and try and play that off as like, OK, here's another one. 
it's kind of the same thing. Well, they can as long as they uh, have purposes. As long as Brad Dorf comes back, I'll I'll always check out these movies. I also want Mancini to keep writing them because I think once you've right. gotten this far and you've right. been doing it, that you cannot abandon this ever. And right. Like if I were him, I wouldn't want to break that streak. You know, I know he he had directed them. That's amazing. So you don't ever stop. You know, right? Everyone's still alive. Don Mancini seems into this, and he has the freedom—the freedom of not having the pressure of Hollywood uh, or uh, the- theatrical releases. So that must be a great you know, weight lifted off him. It kind of gives you more freedom. And the thing I like about what they're doing, he doesn't seem to be hindered by the idea that this doesn't go to theater. Yeah. I think they know what this is and they're comfortable with that. Yeah. But it, it harkens back to what I said about what they should have been doing on Friday the 13th was saying, fuck making a big deal out of this. And even the Halloween movies, just make movies and put them on Blu-ray. You'll make tons of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, horror fans are rabid, man. They're not going to, particularly if it's the big franchises, you know. And they will buy them because they're afraid that if they're off Netflix one day or they're off this or off that, that they're not going to, everybody wants a physical copy of things they cherish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We and still, if, horror fans still actually collect physical copies of things. Right. And then if those movies are actually good too, then, then they can pump out even more. And they can How hard can it be to make a good goddamn Friday Thirteenth? Only Adam Marcus doesn't seem to know how to do it, but everybody else did pretty <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm. I just re- I just remembered who I'm so I'm so retarded. Tom Holland did started the franchise because. Oh yeah! What the fuck? He did. I remember an, seeing his name because I'm an idiot. Um, when <laughs> um I should have remembered because Chris Sarandon is in it. And I knew that was him. I mean, I should have known just because he worked with him and Friday Night. Night. I mean, I'm just that was in it. That was okay. So, guys, so should we all say? Do we all pretty much recommend this as a solid entry? If you like Chucky, you'll like this. Yes, yes. I think so. I've actually seen people disparaging this film. Yeah, and I don't get it. I don't get it at all because it's like we've been saying the whole time. To me, these are this is. This film encompasses all the best parts right. of Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's on Netflix too. It's right there. I mean, if you if it, it's a movie that knows what it is, so if you're in the mood for something like that, I think it's the best of what these type of movies are. Like this is like the best it's going to get. You know. Well, you know what they say: uh, repeat the formula, people hate it. Deviate from the formula, people hate it. Oh well, then that's absolutely true. Yeah. So there's you will you can't satisfy anybody unless. Well, even then, like we were talking, uh, Brian and I were talking the other day about how it's funny how you remove a film by a couple years and suddenly you know people's opinions right. change because like when oh the watch when the Watchmen came out yeah everybody I loved just the Watchmen that. you know and it was like oh that was so good or that's the best you can do with that and you know why he did a really good job. Now people shit all over it. I'm like, shut up. You liked it at the time. You yeah. know, same thing with 300. You know, it's like Zack Snyder is suddenly can't do anything right. And I'm like, you know, I don't like the I don't like his more, more recent films either. But don't say he never did anything good because you're fucking lying. And, you know, you liked him at the time because everybody did. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, just shut up. 
That it's Dawn just, of the Dead remake is awesome. Well, and and the thing is with that too, it's it's one of those things where I saw the same thing with it, where mm-hmm. but the backlash was more like um, backlash because I think it was doing so well and and everybody loved it because you got this big wave of everybody being like you got to see this and then here it comes. That's what people get defensive over. Yeah, right. Same thing Automat- happened with Get Out. Yep. I mean, it's just yep. like oh, if other if everybody likes it, then I have to then I right. have to. Yeah, well, apparently it's the greatest movie in the world. Right, right, yeah. And so I'm sure I, that there are people who legitimately don't enjoy these films. I right. And, you know, whatever, that's okay. But this is, the, this is the internet. Don't tell me that the majority of them are just trying to be different or cool because, you know, they are. Mm-hmm. We've right. all been around here for a long time. We know how it works. <laughs> yeah. You know, you give some. You give something enough praise, give it about a week, and then everybody who can't, you know, yeah. No, Jamie, the internet's new. I get to be whoever I want now. (laughs) (laughs) I hear they got AOL chat rooms. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, so how many people (laughs) were shitting on it, the the series, in recent years? Oh, everybody hates, everybody bashes. And then now, of course, when this one comes out. Now that's the real one, and this is the bullshit one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I it, saw that too. Just, you know, I'm just, shut up, people. Shut right. up. <laughs> yeah, and then you get, and look at the contrast. You get a regular guy like me who already loved the miniseries, and then when the new one comes out, I'm like, wow, now I have another one I could love. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? You know, you got to be fair, balanced. You got to be a level-headed person. Not that I am, but in some cases I can be, and that was one of them, thank God. And in a world where, like you said earlier, you can't do right, right? You can't do right by the fans one way, whether you deviate from it or whether you keep it the same. I'll say something about this franchise. Well, everybody's always talking and talking like, well, you know, like we were just talking about the Friday the 13th franchise. Out of all of them, dude, this one is still picking up steam in the sixth and seventh entries and no other franchise has really done that i can think of a couple yes don't get me wrong but i'm talking direct sequels these are all direct sequels to each other this is not a remake you got you got to keep that in mind and and curse of chucky even played with that well like why does he look different oh that's right and then it's stitch face and it was great and it was a great reveal they played with that they this is a franchise that knows what it is and that benefits itself mm-hmm. in many ways in many ways and who would have thought that the child's play franchise out of all the franchises that we've ever talked about is in its sixth and seventh entries gaining steam doing what all the others can't in 2017 exactly i i gotta say that, that you gotta give credit where credit's due you know yeah i remember in the beginning of skeleton crew you totally dismissed the child's play movies like they were absolute garbage i did yeah and it's cool that their newer entries are giving making you think again and being like well these new ones are pretty good though and it gives me hope for other franchises too. Like maybe somebody will see this and take fucking notes. Like, oh wait, no, we we don't have to reboot this. Like it doesn't even, you know what I mean? Like there's this whole thing now with the Halloween. Where does this new Halloween take place in the timeline and shit like that? And I'll be I'll be real with you, I care about that, 
But at the end of the day, I don't fucking care. Like if Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers are fucking doing their dance in a movie, I don't care how they got there. I don't care where they've been. Just give me that shit. And I feel like people get wrapped up in, in those kind of things. And it's just like, just give me a good movie. If you give them a good movie, people won't care about stuff like that. And they won't care about if four through seven. Well, give them eight. a few years, then they'll care. Okay, yeah, they'll care again. Right, right, right. But, you know, rest assured, people, you don't have to worry about one thing. I will always hate Evil Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a good time. As always, it's been nice uh, going back, listening to our Bride of Chucky review, the Curse of Chucky review, now the Cult of Chucky review from the good old days of the Skeleton Crew. Um, I I like this movie. I watched it right before that TV show came out. I had a good time. I think it's the kind of thing I the more familiar I become, uh, I like it a little bit more. Like I said in that review, Chucky modes are really the way to go here. I'm not sure a Chucky movie can be enjoyed as a one-off. I think you have to watch it in mode form to really um, take it in. Like, you just got to blast through all of them. And then it's a different kind of experience as opposed to just saying, well, I think I'm going to check out Bride of Chucky today and then not watching another one for four or five months and then watching, you know, part two or something, you know? Like, it's a mode kind of franchise, in my opinion. So, the next thing we're going to do, I'm going to have a special guest on the next show, and it's going to be a review of Scream 5, or as the new way they do it, they just call it Scream, just like Halloween. Now it's just Scream. The I remember seeing some cool thing where, like, the 5 was spelled into the word Scream, but... I guess nobody even does that anymore. Nobody even cares anymore. Now it's just Scream. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be reviewing that. And that will be the first segment of shows I'll be doing before I take a break. Um, then again, I might do uh, a bookend show. So after the Scream show, I might do like an in-between episode thing. But as a bookend to the first 21 shows. Talk about the the new pacing the breaks I'll be taking through the year, the intent. Uh, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not confusing, you know, activity for accomplishment and things like that. And, uh, you know, want to make sure I maintain the right perspective and I'm doing this stuff for the right reasons. And that's something that should be gone at with the proper intensity and um, frequency. So, thanks for listening to the Spotlight on Chucky slash Child's Play. Hope you enjoyed. I'm looking forward to season two of the TV show. It should be great. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned next week for Scream 5. Yep, I'm still calling it that. <laughs>